Welcome to Real Black Content is Foreign Podcast. This is Big VJ checking in. Today's conversation, we're going to talk about police officers. Right? We're going to talk about police officers that come out of the village, you know, black men and black women that wear that uniform to serve and protect us that's in the village right so we just want to have a conversation you know i want to talk to our brothers and sisters that's cops right and i also want to talk about accountability and i want to talk about law and i want to talk about american law but ultimately though i want to talk about the spirit of our ancestors Right. I want to talk about the spirit of Big Mama. I want to talk about the spirit of Granddaddy. You know, so in this conversation, I'm going to be talking a lot about mom and them. Right. And daddy and them, because we're talking about the village and we're talking to the village in particular. You know, we want to speak to our brothers and sisters. That's police officers. Right. So this conversation ain't for devils. Devils ain't going to get it. Because when we start talking about mom and them, they not going to get it, right? And we just, we want to have this conversation because recently, you know, I just seen a video, man, it troubled me, right? I seen a video of a sister and she was with a guy and they was in the park in Atlanta and uh, the park was closed. So they in the park about 11.50 p.m., something like that. And the officer rolled up. He was an original man, right? And, um, you know, he kind of let the brother and sister know, hey, look, the park is closed. You know, you guys shouldn't be here. And then he kind of got their IDs and he wrote up some tickets. And when he went to get a brother the ticket for the brother to sign, the brother just signed quickly, you know. And then when he went to get his sister the ticket to sign, she didn't want to sign. She was like, no, I'm not signing this. She started asking for the badge number, the officer name. And uh, it kind of escalated because the sister was giving pushback. And then ultimately, the sister was thrown on the ground. She was arrested. She was taken to jail. So we're here. Right. We're here. And we're going to have a conversation. And I just want to begin the conversation by saying this. Right. You know. um, Signing a ticket. As they say in law enforcement, it's not an admission of guilt, right? It's an acknowledgement of the receipt of a citation. And it's the person's obligation to either pay the fine or appear in court, right? I also want to say there is no instance when you arguing with a police officer is going to keep you from being arrested. Because the way these guys is kind of trained, it's like they're going to always take over the situation. They got to like being in charge or they have to have that that whatever's going on, that area that they involved in have to be secure and they got to be on top. So if you kind of escalate your voice, your body language, they're not trained to kind of like talk you down. They're going to go up and beyond and they're going to. Right. And this is the devil's training. You know what I mean? I'm just, this is how the devil teaches, you know, his subjects to deal with the people, 
right? This is why ultimately we're going to have to speak on the spirit of our ancestors because it's it's got to be a little different. But I'm just saying, you know, you're not going to argue your way out of a ticket. You're not going to fuss and show an attitude to get yourself out of a ticket. And I also want to say this as well to my people, right, to the village. Um, somewhere along the line, you know, us as black folks, we have picked up this mentality this spirit this energy that um you know showing an attitude is showing strength and it's not i say that on this podcast all the time we've been duped to believe that if we get into a pressure situation if i just show some attitude that's a way of showing strength and it's not right but going back to this incident that i've seen that troubled me is this Right. Um, you know, this is America. Right. And we love to see our brothers and sisters, police officers. But it's not I don't want to see like it's some Gestapo shit where you're going to do it because I said do it. It's the law. I'm not I'm not all right with that part. You, you see what I'm saying? Like, um. I'm not okay with a police officer and I can't think of no, I just can't think of no other way to say, I'm not with that Gestapo shit. I'm like, I'm trying to think of another word really, but I can't like, yo, I'm not with it. You know what I'm saying? It's just when I see my brothers and sisters, that's police officers. I respect y'all. I respect y'all for wearing a uniform. When I'm in the presence of a police officer, I always tell them, man or woman, I appreciate your service. You know, 20 years ago, I stopped the practice. I might pick it up again. 20 years ago, when I'm on the west side of Detroit, the sixth precinct is up the street from my block because I'm from Plymouth. And at least once a week, you know, I used to send the guys a piece. I used to pay for a pizza and just send a couple of pieces to the precinct. Because I always looked at police officers like, yo, man, <laughs> you know, y'all is up 24 hours a day, seven days a week, holidays, weekends, Christmases, y'all at the job, and I'm going to go to sleep by 8, 9 o'clock. <laughs> when I go to sleep, y'all still woke. So for that profession, I always tip my hat. You know what I mean? I always... um. I always gave y'all y'all respect as officers. Now, with me saying that, the foundation of why I give y'all respect is because, see, mama them wanted y'all to have that job. See, daddy them wanted y'all to have that job. So when I seen y'all in that job, I was happy for you because I love my people. I was happy for them. And when mama them was coming up, see, they had to deal with these crackers bothering them for nothing. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's rules. See, when you come to the village, man, and when you're in the black community, in the black camp, the rule of thumb, the law that we are given to live by in the village is, see, mom and them taught us, don't bother nobody that's not bothering nobody. You see what I'm saying? If you ain't, you know, if these folk ain't messing with nobody, don't mess with them. That's what, that's what mom and them gave us. Now, 
when I see a police officer, I know, hey man, you're not a police officer just because you can you can pass the PT evaluation that they got they give you guys down there, or they give you some written tests. No, 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 no. Our ancestors fought and marched and got their ass whooped, got hit with bricks and sticks and everything, so you can have that job. But the spirit of mama and them and daddy and them, why they wanted you to have that job, because devils bothered us for nothing. They would come through the neighborhood and because of their quote unquote laws, they would bother us for nothing. So mama and them wanted you to have a job because she felt as though if her grandsons and great grandsons and sons and nephews and great nephews had that job, we won't have that problem of crackers bothering us for nothing. So because you wear the uniform, black man, we don't need no graham cracker ass niggas to goddamn police our community. You just as worse as devils now. We don't need you, brother, showing up at the park and we just we good with a warning, bro. I'm talking to Officer Raccoon Davis. This is the police officer from Atlanta that did what he did. Officer Raccoon Davis. Brother, we don't need you doing that, beloved. That's not what it. I'm trying to figure out how do a sister end up on the ground for being in the park after hours violation. 110-60. That's being in the park after hours. Police code. You keeping the law? Whose law are you keeping, brother? We're not idiots in the black community when we seen you throw that sister down. And I got to really speak on this. See? It's a difference between law and American law. It's not the same thing. We're not ignorant people. We know what's going on. Right? Law and the purpose of law is to elevate a society. So mom and them, right? When they were protesting and marching and fighting for rights and fighting for our people to have certain jobs. When mom and them see you in that uniform, they want you to clean up the neighborhood, bro. Rapists, pedophile, child abductors, you know, people that's beating people out of money, gang members, drug dealers, like real, like clean up the neighborhood. I can guarantee you mom and daddy them never saw in their spirit that an officer, a graham cracker ass nigga would be throwing down one of her granddaughters. Because she was violating a park Brother the foundation don't even Maybe I'm bugging But that foundation don't make sense to me You could have just Them was your people bro When you are protecting and serving A particular community You in Atlanta You got to know your people And our people got a lot of mental illness man So just you know What we be calling Attitude and I respect that because I always say, beloved, sometimes, you know, and I teach our people, hey, showing attitude is not showing strength. But there's a fine line between an attitude and mental illness. And you may not know the difference, but you got to know your people because you're not just there to uphold the law. You got to know the culture of the people and you have to know what's going on inside of these villages to assist them with policing. Beloved is all we're saying. Because we just can't talk about the law Because there's a lot of silly laws in Georgia And we not watching police officers in Georgia and Atlanta Keep up 
Don't you know, beloved, there's a law in Atlanta and in Georgia that you can't do any erotic dancing on Sundays. Did you not? Did you know that? No twerking, no rump shaking, no pumps in the bump. If you dancing erotically on Sundays, that's against the law in Atlanta. That's against the law in Georgia. It's against the law to wear a hoodie in Atlanta. In public, it's illegal to wear your hoodie. You can't wear no hoodie. You can't wear no mask. Mask is banned. And you can do it in private. You can go inside of the building and put the damn hoodie on. Imagine that. And go inside of a building and put a mask on. Imagine that. But when you're in public, it's illegal. So it's interesting because when you see the video, the brother, the, the officer now, Raccoon Davis, he got a goddamn mask on. He's really operating illegal in Georgia. And he's talking about a couple violating a 110-60 code. You can't make this shit up. In Atlanta, it's illegal to give somebody a piggyback ride. Did you know that? You can't put your nephew on your back. You can't put your son on your back. So what are we supposed to do? Have black officers run around the city and start ticketing everybody that get piggyback rides. And if you go to Columbus, Georgia, another part of, you know, outside the city of Atlanta, you go to Columbus, Georgia. It's illegal to cuss over the phone. How many folks y'all think in Georgia that live in Columbus cussing on the phone? It's illegal in Atlanta to whistle after 11 p.m. You can't do that in the whole state of Georgia. Did you know that? In Gainesville, Georgia, it's illegal to eat chicken with a fork. See, that's why I say it's the difference between the law and American law. We don't need you running behind all these laws made up in America to police our people. We just need you to keep Big Mama's universal law. Because we're not no idiots, beloved. We know if there was a Jewish couple out there, bro, here's a real truth that nobody want to talk about. This is the elephant in the room. If that was a Jewish couple, you wouldn't have did that, bro. I don't give a fuck how bad she talked back to you, what she said to you. When you got out and you seen them small hats on them folks' head, you would have acted different. You'd have been more polite. Ain't nobody finna hit the goddamn ground. I can promise you that. If that was a Muslim couple, it would have never happened. But it's Shamika. And in America, Shamika is walking around with this label that she's quick to have an attitude. She talked too much. She's mouthy. And then our sister, you know, <laughs> check it out. The sister that was involved in the situation, she's on Instagram. Um... You guys can go to Instagram and give us some love. Her name is Angel Juice. Um, the juice is spelled with a G. And, uh, you know, I went to the sister's page on Instagram and I gave her some love. I said, sis, we standing with you. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that she, you know, she could have did things different. Yeah, she could have. The officer, Officer Raccoon Davis, he could have did some shit different. Everybody could have did something different. But the truth of the matter is... We know in this village, she didn't go to jail or get thrown on the ground because she was mouthy. She got thrown on the ground because she wasn't Jewish. She got thrown on the ground because she wasn't Muslim. She got thrown on the ground because she wasn't LGBT. That's why she got, she's not in the protected class. That's what really, it has nothing to do with her being mouthy. It has nothing to do with her not signing a ticket. Us in the village, we know how to really go. We ain't going to come on here and give you some fluff and say, oh, man, the sister would have just complied. 
what is all this Gestapo shit? You is we in Nazi Germany? Somebody just woke up with a uniform. Oh, you just supposed to comply? Hey man, let me know. Tell me what the signature block means. Explain to me what the signature block means. I don't want to be signing some shit and then I go to court and then I try to fight it and the judge say, well, no, man, you signed it. And I'm saying, well, look, I just signed it because the officer told me to sign it. Let this get this raccoon. I'm talking about Officer Raccoon Davis and the rest of his bunch that got his spirit. Hey man, since you got time to come patrol parks and do all this, all this shit going on in Atlanta. Yo, this is mind-boggling to me. Yo, watch this. Check this out. <laughs> Yo, sometimes, beloved, you got to lie to keep from crying. Atlanta. All this shit going on in Atlanta. Philadelphia. Detroit, Cincinnati, Mobile, Birmingham, Pensacola, Fayetteville, North Carolina, Columbia, South Carolina, Little Rock, Oakland, California, Houston, Texas, Denver, Colorado. Everything going on in all these inner cities. And we have so much violence. We have so many abusers and lawbreakers. And at the end of this incident, it was six to eight officers at a park talking about this disturbance. What the fuck is we doing in America? All of this happened behind a 110-60 violation. Somebody being in the park after hours. This is nuts, beloved. They have so many young men, unfortunately, in Atlanta that lose their lives at the goddamn studio. They have shootouts at the studio. One of the most dangerous places in America and in any inner city is the service station that night. You can be patrolling the service stations, the studios, the you at the park, bro. You could have just pulled up, seen the out of town tag and say, hey, man, these folks don't know. We need y'all to leave. What is the goal sometimes? You, I, I just, it's nothing worse than having a graham cracker ass nigga in a uniform. And it was, it's really sad to black folks because we know, and this is what's really sad. We know if there was a devil, if it was a so-called white man officer, he would have let the brothers go. That's what really hurt us. Niggas getting worse than white folks now. We know that's what's really really sad beloved we don't think this we know this man if that was a, we sitting around at the barbershops and we look and we saying damn it was a brother we like damn and we thinking man if that was officer officer shishishki he would have let him go no it was not officer shishishki it's raccoon davis raccoon davis is on the scene and he went home Officer Raccoon Davis, after making that arrest, and he seen his children in the bed, and he told his kids, hey, daddy had to arrest somebody tonight. And his kids was like, well, I guess we feel safer. What happened, daddy? Did you get a robber? Did you get a shooter? Did you start some gang activity? What did you do, daddy? Who did you arrest? Tell me how you arrest a bad man. Tell me how you arrest a bad lady. No, baby, I got somebody different. I got a black woman for being in the park after hours, and then she gave me some lip, so I took her ass to jail. Man, your kids got to be embarrassed. Like, what? <sighs> if that man got kids in high school, they're embarrassed. 
they embarrassed like yo but just think though though just think if you went, a, went out and did your job but you had the spirit of mom and them on you and daddy and them on you though right you going out to protect and serve your village and you seen some people out of pocket your folks and you could have just rolled up and said hey my man I see y'all here y'all love birds are here but check this out the park closed man I'm gonna need y'all to wrap it up man next 15 minutes we need you out of here alright is that I'm gonna give y'all 15 minutes but y'all gotta roll they would have just left but you so busy trying to bleed your people for Babylon because if you ain't never been to Atlanta that shit is a it's a racket in Atlanta yo dig this right me and my wife, man, we go to Atlanta. Ah, damn, I want to say at least three to four times a year, right? In fact, I just left uh, Atlanta like a month ago. And uh, if you're going to spend three or four days in Atlanta, I'm going to let you know off top. You finna spend at least a couple hundred dollars on parking. Because <laughs> they ain't got nowhere to park for you and it don't cost some money. You know what I'm saying? Like everything costs, right? And, um, you know, I like to stay at the Indigo downtown. And I said, uh, they got a Rich Carlton at the end of the block. And I said to myself, I said, well, next time we come back, we're going to stay at the Ritz. But either way, we it doesn't really matter where we stay because, shit, you know, you gonna, you got to put your car in the parking garage. It's going to cost like 8 to $10 every time you leave the hotel. And then overnight, it's going to cost you about $24. And everywhere you go to eat and go, everything costs parking costs then you want to go to the shopping mall you got to go to the lennox mall and in the lennox mall you unless you got time to drive around for an hour or two to find you somewhere to park in the free parking you just got to go get your car valet you know what i'm saying because nobody really got time to be driving around in circles to park your car so you just go to the lennox you know what i'm saying you go to the valet you let the valet park your car you go inside you do a little shopping this is what you know Many of our wives, you know what I'm saying, in the culture, they like to go get these handbags and they got the Gucci store at the bottom. You can go to the Gucci store in the Lennox and, you know, um, these women, they got these new slides that came out. It's like the sole is like an inch thick and they got the Gucci brand on it and all that. These women like that. So you got to go in there and get your wife a, a pair or two. And then by the time you get back out, you can get out and roll. But whatever your next destination is, it's going to cost more money. Now, they got a, a park downtown in Atlanta. Um, it's, it's like a couple of blocks from the underground. You know what I'm saying? And that park is always filled because his brothers, they got like Hebrew Israelite camps. They're there. And then in the inside of the park, they got yoga classes and they always working out. And that park is full. But even there, you got to go pay. The, it, it, everything costs in Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? It costs to have a good time in Babylon, right? The out-of-towners, you know, that's where you have to be able as a man now. And when you look at this incident in its entirety, and I'm going to put the link at the bottom, because I want you to see the four traffic stop. Brothers, you got to be aware of what you're taking your woman to. You got to be aware. If you had a park... And ain't nobody around there. Goddamn, brother, you just ain't the lucky one in the whole. I don't know how many millions of people in Atlanta, but you just not the lucky one that just found the spot for you and your queen to kick it at. Stop pole pimping and go to a restaurant or something like that, brother. Don't be going. 
Come on. You know what I'm saying? You just ain't the lucky one that got there by yourself. Now, also, when this the devil, uh, the graham cracker ass nigga was handing out Officer Raccoon Davis, when he was handing out the citation, you should encourage your queen, sis, go ahead, take it, baby. I'm going to pay for these citations anyway. I'm going to pay for mine and yours. It don't matter. He kind of stood back a little bit. And then the sister was kind of going through, you know, she was going through some changes, right? You know what I'm saying? And the brother could have just reassured her because no queen should be on the ground because of a $50, $60, $70 ticket. So I fought Raccoon Davis, but the brother that was with her, he could have stepped up and just reassured the sister because she was she began to become unglued. And see, it's in the nature of black women. It's in the nature of the black woman. She's anything that's off is not um is not in proper balance. It's going to make black women become unglued. See, brothers have to know this about our sisters. Check this out. If you want to rattle an original woman, you have to put her in a situation where it's it's not balanced, right? Black women instinctively knew. She felt it in any situation a sister's going to feel when justice is not going right. She knew, yo, brother, you just identified we got out of town tag. Why would you try to give us a citation? She knew something was off with that. And she was going off the spirit of being just. Brother, why would you do that to us? Because it's more offensive for her because you look like us. But I got to encourage my people to let them know, see, all these skin folk and kin folk, sis, the work that man is acting like the white man's lieutenant now. That ain't your brother no more. And I can encourage our brothers and sisters that wear the uniform, brother. You like them now. You come on, you a graham cracker. You might as well just drop the job and go and just get a regular cracker to put the uniform on because you're not helping us out by doing no shit like this. And I had to do history of that a couple of people lost their lives at these parks in Atlanta. So they don't want nobody there. We get that. It's unfortunate the black man and woman are losing their lives all over America. So we just can't close down every goddamn place we lose our life at because our people are losing their lives everywhere. But maybe that's a different story for a different day. As I look back and I just see the situation, I can just say, damn. If I was sitting there in a lawn chair at that police stop with mom and them. When you pulled up, right, and... um. You asking for the IDs. I just, I didn't understand that part. I'm like, damn, the IDs. What is this about? You know what I'm saying? And then I'm just like, damn, he trying to raise money for Babylon. He ain't one of us. He one of them. Atlanta was the first place I seen a black man, a graham cracker as police officer, um, pull over another black man for jaywalking. We downtown. He didn't cross the street at the. That's one thing you got to. When you get to Atlanta. You got to cross at the corners. Because if you cross at the middle of the street. It's a violation. They just. They do weird shit there. But it's Babylon. It's Babylon. And these guys is out there. Raising money for Babylon. You know what I'm saying. And they doing it off. You know. The back of their own people. And that's it's it's so unfortunate, man. But you know, sometimes, man, you know, a racist devil police officer. That's you know, you gotta give some recognition what it's due. He wouldn't have never did that to his own people. 
you know, that racist devil police officer, he's going to put, you know, he's going to put the taxes and the tributes on the strangers that's not his people. You know what I'm saying? He's going to come through and police every black and brown neighborhood he can get next to and penalize them. And then because they did that so much, because he's not going to penalize his own people. Because they did that so much, Mama Nim wanted our people in that seat to make a change. But goddamn, bro, if you're going to get in the seat and do the same thing, just let the devil sit in the seat then. What you going to sit in the seat if you're going to do what he going to do? Because we know, man, I don't give a goddamn what nobody say. It's the difference between law and American law. In American law, beloved, I won't have my people be ignorant. Two things run American law, beloved. Money and relationships. That's all. Money and relationships, right? If you got money, you don't suffer the consequences that poor folks suffer. If you got a relationship, you don't suffer the kind of consequences that poor folks suffer that's black and brown. That's America. If you broke, you finna suffer the consequences. That couple that was out there, they ain't had no money. That's one strike. Then they ain't had a relationship with nobody downtown. That's the second strike. So whatever's the violation is, you got to suffer it. And damn, that just that's so unfortunate because this is this how I work in American law. She could be as mildly as she wanted to be. If he would have put his hand on that sister and she said, yo, you better get your fucking hand off me. The judge is my auntie. Judge uh, Judge Williams is my auntie. Judge Williams is my uncle. He would have let her go. Hey, you better fucking get your hand off me. Hey, Lieutenant Johnson is my uncle. Lieutenant Johnson is my auntie. You better get your fucking hands off me. You know what he would have did? He would have let her go. That's why when I hear people like, oh, he could plot, could plot, could plot. I'm like, yo, this is not Nazi Germany. We forgot police officers is the goddamn public servant. He acting like he's I'm like this. He's the fucking Gestapo now. This Nazi Germany. Oh, we just gonna walk up. He just gonna comply with everything. It's unfortunate that if you don't have money and you don't have a relationship, you're not gonna get justice. Our our brother, who's no longer here, Richard Pryor, peace be upon him. He taught us that. He said, "Man, these folk always talking about justice." He said, and then I went down to the courtroom. I just seen just us. <laughs> he said, shit. They talk about justice. And when you go to court, it's just us down there. Black folks. Mexican folks. Puerto Rican folks. Haitian folks. Jamaican folks. Just the original family down there. They not down there. Have you ever went to traffic court? Nobody's in traffic court but us. But when it's time to pick a jury, see, it gets different because all you see is them. It's interesting how that works. You missed it. It's okay. I say it again. When it's time for the city to penalize and pick folks to pay the tribute to Babylon, going on the traffic court, I don't give a goddamn what city you belong to. I promise you, 90% of the people in traffic court is going to look original family. Black and brown folks down there. When there's a violation in that city, and all of a sudden it's time to pick a jury, 
you would never see a black and brown jury in your life in America. They go all out and pick devils from all over the place to come and preside over you to hear your case. How does that work? There is no such thing as an all black jury. I don't give a goddamn what city you belong to. I don't give a goddamn where you go. There's never going to be an all Mexican, all Puerto Rican jury. How does that work? Because this is American law. So we don't need no graham cracker niggas down here feeding the beast of Babylon. Come on, beloved. We just, we ask some old folks, man. We need y'all to stand in the spirit of Big Mama, dog. Y'all gonna wear these police uniforms and shit like that? Dog, at the least you can do, man. Stand in the spirit of Big Mama, bro. Stand in the spirit of Daddy and them, dog. You owe it to them. Hell, they don't want to fuck for you to get that job. Ain't no small hat fight for you to be no police officer. Yo, folks fought for you to do that. And if mama and them was sitting on the side, man, and you pull her back to park, and you throw that sister down, mama and them look like, bro, what is you doing? We went and marched and protested and got our ass whooped for you to do this? Over this? All right, mama, gonna, mama and them going to say, well, be fair, you throw down one of yours. We want to see you throw down what it is now. We want to see you go over the railroad tracks, cross them goddamn train tracks, go get you a Jewish family that didn't comply, and throw one of them on the ground, and we're going to see how this shit work out. Because we know, no, nah, brother, you wouldn't have did that. No, no, you would have seen Misty them out there, and you wouldn't have did that. We looking at the video camera. And we watching the full video. And yeah, I, I give it to you. The sister was a little mouthy. And if you want to see the entire video, beloved, listen. 11 Alive has a channel on YouTube. And uh, they're showing it. And uh, don't be shocked if you see Real Black Concerts Forum Podcast. We're there. You know, we're making a lot of comments that we're there. You know what I'm saying? Because... You know, we didn't we didn't like the spirit that Officer Raccoon Davis was uh he was operating underneath. You know what I mean? I just don't like to see our people act like that to our people because we know it's bigger than law. You got to know the culture of the people that you're serving. You're there to serve, brother. You ain't there to rule. You're there to serve. And we don't want to see you try to get money out of our people to feed Babylon. Go get the money from the stranger. Ain't that in one of these wise religious books? Don't they say that? They say, you know, who you going to put the tribute on? Your children are the strangers. They say a wise man, something to that extent. The wise man going to put the, the tax and the tribute on the strangers. He ain't going to charge his own children. He ain't going to put it on his own brothers and sisters. He going he gonna to put it on them. But somewhere along the line, you went through some training and some shit. And man, there's nothing worse, man, than having... A devil in the inside, and he got the picture and the complexion of the original man on the outside. That's a dangerous person, beloved. He kept the law? Damn. But this Nazi Germany? How many of you guys know who uh, King uh, Leopold is? King Leopold of, uh, I think that devil was from Belgium. Right? He put the military police unit in the Congo. He kept the law. 
they had to keep the law. And you see your brothers in Africa, in the Congo, they walk around, they got one hand today. Because the police was out there, your people, well, I should say your skin tone folks, because all skin folks ain't kin folks. But your skin tone folks, they out there making the locals keep the law. And they got our cousins over there in the Congo in these diamond mines and digging gold. And because the devil instructed, he taught and trained and militarized a certain sector of the Congolese people. And he made them police officers and things of this nature. The violation of of the locals working in the mines and the gold mines. If they didn't produce enough or they didn't do this or that, their hand was to be cut off. And you know that those... See, that's nothing worse, beloved, than having a graham cracker ass nigga. Black on the outside and devil on the inside. You're going to have a problem on your hand, man. Officer Raccoon Davis, brother... That nigga, that's scary. Man, that's scary, man. I just like, damn. Damn, brother. We gonna throw us. This is the foundation of throwing a sister on the ground. If it's a thing about black women talking too much and you're there to serve a black community, you should be prepared for that. You know, we, we can't get all upset because we seen it happen to Sandra Bland and we gonna give you a pass. Because you're a raccoon. And we say, well, it's different. He's a... No, man. If, if black women are mouthy, why are you still being triggered over mouthy women? If they're mouthy, you got the position. You got to handle us. It's a little different because you we know the devil not going to treat them like this. You give them a pass, bro. You give them a pass. Black women going to always be mouthy. How come this shit is still shocking to y'all? If they've been mouthy for the last 100 years, 200 years, 300 years, or 3,000 years, or 300,000 years, why are you still tripping over it? They're not going to change. So, what's up? We're going to keep just... Come on, brother. What we doing? I'm going to just leave it at that, beloved. Hey, I'm going to leave it at that. I just don't want to see my sisters on the ground for some bullshit, man. God damn it. I wish if they were selling dope out there or something. Yeah. Because mama them don't want to see that shit. Mama them want to see you selling dope. You're going to jail. You out there selling pussy. You're going to jail. You out there finna do some child trafficking or human trafficking. Or, yeah, you're going to jail. You finna push these different products and pills. Yeah, you need to go to jail. Any, any kind of illegal activity y'all got going on at the park. You going to jail. We some lovebirds from out of town. I think the dude was from uh, uh, the sister was from California, and I think the dude was from Ohio. They don't know. No, we gonna make you pay tribute to Babylon. <laughs> well, there's some wicked niggas out here, man. I ain't lying to you, beloved. There's some wicked niggas out here, man. I just I, I'm not cool with that, and uh, I want to see our people carry their ass to. Um, I want to see our people carry their ass to these uh, city council meetings because I go to mine. I go to my city council. They stopped it because of the COVID thing. But I'm at the city council meeting. I, I like to, and I would love to see more churches. You know, I know they may have like a Bible class on the Tuesday or Thursday, right? And you come to the temple, they got study in between the week. And I would like to see sometimes folks from the temple, I'm talking about temple ministers. Or, um, you know, folks at the church house, church house minister, 
start saying, listen, beloved, we're going to start having, instead of us having Bible study, uh, X, Y, Z through the week, we're going to take our Thursday service and we're going to go down to the city council meeting. That start at 6 p.m. And we're going to sit there for an hour, hour and a half. And we're going to start letting out because this is ridiculous, beloved. You know, we can't, this is, come on. We ain't, come on. We got to start going out here and say, we're not with this. Because at the city council meeting, you're going to always see two people going to be there. The mayor going to be there. And then, of course, the councilman going to be there. And then you're going to have the uh, police chief going to be there. And you can always pull the police chief side, man. You got an officer, Raccoon Davis. We're not with that. And you can pull him to the side and say, baby, we ain't paying our tax dollars for no shit like this. Goddamn, we just need him to, we need to do something different. We're not arresting nobody at the park. You know what I mean? Yo. Come on, we not we not throwing nobody on the goddamn ground. If we gonna ask them to leave, we gonna have to make a new policy. The policy is ask the visitors that do not supposed to be there to leave first. If they refuse to leave, then we escalate. But if they're gonna leave and comply, we gonna leave it at that. That got to be changed, and that can be changed at the city council meeting. Get your black ass down there, man. Stop hanging out and watching. You know, just cause them them devils put a. The football game on Thursday night and on Monday night, you don't want to go no goddamn way on Mondays and Thursdays no more. Because I know it's for us, it's Thursday for the city council meeting. So we need to get down there, man. See what's going on with your city, man. If you ain't never been, it's unfortunate. Our people, some of us, they ain't never been. I'm talking about grown, great grown men. 35, 45, 55, 65, ain't been to one city council meeting. Not even one. And then you see shit like this. Man, our people don't even know who the chief of police is. Damn, what the fuck? I mean, we got to do better. We got to do better. And I got to end on this, right? <laughs> I got to end on this because we got to tell the truth and we got to tell the whole truth. All right. Black women, I need you to listen up good to this part. You know what I mean? Because we're going to have to go another place in this conversation. And this part ain't for the babies, but I need you to hear this, right? We grown. We can do what we want. We paying our own bills. We doing what we want to do, right? Black women, you got to stop fucking so many men raw. Because it's going to show. Right? Sex is a sacred exchange of energies. Right? So, I do the push as the male in small reception, and you as a female, you do the larger reception and small push. So, sex for me as a man is 80-20. And sex for you as a female is 80-20. I want you to listen good, black woman. This is the dynamic of sex. Always remember sex is 80-20, right? Because I'm a male, my principle extends out. I do 80% push and 20% reception. I'm going to receive from you just the 20%. You, because you're a female, you are the receiver. You're going to receive 80% and you're going to push back 20%, right? So what that means is that if you begin to have sex but multiple men are protected, you're going to be double-minded. Because you're going to take personality traits from these men that you're sleeping with, right? Now, I don't know the sister Angle Juice or Angel Juice. I don't know her. I'm not saying nothing about her. I'm just going to point something out I noticed. More often than not, when you see women jump from personalities to personalities to personalities in a small, in a small moment of time, 
they are engaging or they have been engaging with too many people. I'm not saying it about this sister. I don't know this sister. I'm just saying in general. They have became one with too many people. They got to put some condoms on. Because that raw, you, you can't exchange that raw energy between two people. You can't do it. Now, a woman can't do it. You know, men really can't do it neither. Because, but it's going to take longer for that 20% to build on us than that 80 that you're going to have to tote around yourself. This is how I come with men when you start sleeping with a woman for a while, raw, unprotected. If you don't, if you, because we know this is as men. Little phrases that we say throughout our day and uh, some of our mood swings, some of our quotes, she'll pick it up and she'll start saying it. Things that we say, we watch our women and we'll see our women start saying the same thing that we say. That's why when you start, you know, you're hanging around a couple that have been married for a long time, they damn near can finish each other's sentence, especially that woman, because she knows the vibration out of how to wave that wave that that man is flowing on. So she can go out to a club and another gentleman can grab her on the arm and she'll turn to her old man because she can already know how he's going to respond because she's connected to him. She knows how he's going to respond and she can get ahead of that. Right. Because she's she's the receptive of him 80 percent of the time when they having sex. That sacred energy exchange. She can fill it out. Right. OK. If a woman starts sleeping with multiple men, she's going to have a piece of Charlie, a piece of Rico, a piece of LaShawn, a piece of Keyshawn. But because it's 80, 80, 80, 80, it's going to be buried and her personality is going to be at the top. In a stressful environment, if that environment gets stressful, these personalities that's deep inside at the root, they begin to come out. Now, I'm just going to put that on the table. Now. This has nothing to do with angel juice. I'm just saying it in general. But when I seen angel juice in the pressure situation, she was double minded at first. Right. And then we seen the sister say, I'm going to comply later when pressure was put on her. Then she became a little religious. And then she straightened up and said, OK, I want my phone back. And then she became sorrowful. And then she began to cry. And then she came back out to crying. And she was just jumping from this personality to this personality to this personality. And this was all under 30 minutes. She didn't see the brother had one personality because men, we just give off the energy. It's an 80 20 with us. This is why women and I'm, I'm not saying nothing about this sister. But I don't know her. I'm just saying in general, black woman, you cannot because this is why. When black women or any kind of woman, they get upset and they keep jumping from this energy to this gen. Next thing you know, they busting windows, they cutting tires, they become destructive. And then after they do that, 30 minutes later, they, they're sorrowful. And then, you know, it's 10 minutes after that, they got you blocked. And then the next day, they finna unblock you. And then one minute, they go, see, they go through because other energies is living inside of them. They got other personalities in them. You can't become one with everybody. You know what I'm saying? So even if you don't get an STD through sex, you got to have the understanding to know, sis, there's two type of STDs. There's the sexually transmitted disease and then there's the spiritually transmitted demons. You may not get the STD that you got to go to the clinic and fix, but you you damn sure going to get that other one. So you got to clean that up. So I just want to leave out by saying that I 
I wouldn't feel comfortable if I just didn't tell you that part. Because when that pressure come out, because brothers, we know. Listen, brothers know. You're going to act like us because we sleeping with you. You get 80% of us. When you're in the bed with us, you get 80% of us. And when we with a woman and she start acting a little different, she starts saying different phrases, different catchphrases that we know. That's not our phrase. We don't even think like that. We don't talk like that. We know something else is going on in your vessel. Because you didn't get that from us. Not trying to be funny, but look. Where's the angry black women at that's virgins? Think about it. Where's the angry black women that's virgins? They got Where's the virgin black women that got all these attitudes and they fussing and they screaming and they clowning? There ain't none. We don't get the angry black woman and fussing and fighting and clowning until after sex. Why is that? I'll leave that for you to figure out. Why is that? Beloved, I submit that you they're taking the personalities of the person that you're sleeping with. And when they start, it's, un, it's unprotected. They got to put some on that because that ain't going to, you know what I'm talking about? Too many soul ties. We got to clean up these soul ties. How about that? Peace and black power to your family. Thank you guys for listening, man. Thank you guys for hanging out, man. Real Black Content is Forum Podcast, man. Big VJ, man. I get it with you guys later. Peace.